This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Wednesday, June 17th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Farm worker bills progress. Industry hopeful for smoother food box round and rejuvenated dairy sector. Legislature advances farm worker package as other bills stall. Daybreak previously reported that the Assembly has passed a bill mandating coronavirus guidelines for agricultural employers. Assemblymember Robert Rivas, California farm worker COVID-19 relief package includes other COVID-related measures that are also progressing through the legislature. Rivas teamed up with Bakersfield's Rudy Salas on Assembly Bill 2164. It requires rural health clinics to adopt telemedicine practices. Rivas is also hoping to expand access to state courts through better e-filing options for documents, arguing this is a serious problem in many farm worker and other rural communities. The Assembly passed both bills last week. In the ongoing budget negotiations, Rebus has been pushing for $25 million to provide temporary housing to farm workers who must self-isolate after being exposed to COVID-19. While it is unclear how this stands, the legislature is requesting a trailer bill measure related to farm worker housing development and about $6 million in community services block grants for migrant and seasonal farm workers. Rebus had two other farm worker bills stall as well. One would have launched an awareness campaign on sexual assault. The other would have relieved farmers of some of the burden for paying overtime wage premiums during the pandemic. It had the backing of California Farm Bureau. Senator Bill Monning, who also represents a Central Coast district, had his own farm worker bill stall. He aimed to better inform H-2A guest workers of their rights. On that note, the legislature is pushing back on the Newsom administration's proposed funding cut for a farm worker health study. Trump trade policy in the spotlight today. U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer will be the star witness at back-to-back hearings today, first with the House Ways and Means Committee and then in the afternoon with the Senate Finance Committee. Ambassador Lighthizer is likely to be grilled about the state of trade relations with China as well as ongoing negotiations with the United Kingdom and Kenya. The World Trade Organization, which currently has no judges for its dispute resolution forum, also is likely to be a major issue, says Senate Finance Committee Chair Chuck Grassley of Iowa. Grassley told reporters he expects Lighthizer to argue that the WTO should be turned into more of an arbitration body rather than allowed to set a judgment of dispute. But Grassley wrote in an op-ed for Bloomberg News that the real threat to the WTO is not the scope of its mandate, but its increasing inability to fulfill it. He said there is still a need for the WTO's dispute settlement function. Truly effective dispute settlement would improve our ability to confront China with our allies. Grassley also says he'll press Lighthizer to be in better communication with Congress going forward. Now take note, ahead of today's hearings, more than 190 farm groups and agribusinesses sent a 13-page letter to the White House appealing to President Donald Trump to give China time to fulfill its pledges under the Phase 1 trade agreement. Farm groups have been concerned that Trump's saber-rattling with China could undermine U.S. ag exports. 
Also on tap today, the Senate is expected to approve the Great American Outdoors Act, which would permanently fund the Land and Water Conservation Fund at $900 million annually. The bill will still need final approval from the House. The Dietary Guidelines Advisory Committee also today scheduled to release its draft report. Nearly 16 million food boxes delivered. USDA is ramping up for the next round of food box deliveries, which are supposed to start in July. But the department is still well short of meeting its goal for the first round. As of yesterday, USDA had delivered 15.6 million boxes. The goal is to deliver 40 million by June 30th. Industry representatives say companies with first-round contracts have been notified whether they will be allowed to continue. Molly Van Blue of the United Fresh Produce Association also says bidders who didn't get contracts on the first round because of technicalities may be awarded contracts to distribute boxes in underserved regions. Van Lu speaking on a webinar as a part of this week's United Fresh Live conference, thinks the contracting process could be smoother the second time around. Ahead of the first round, bidders were sometimes competing to serve the same food banks and nonprofits. We'll have a better understanding of who is being served by whom, and we can fill the gaps better, she said. By the way, a bill introduced by Senator Kelly Loeffler of Georgia would create a position of Agricultural Supply Chain Administrator at USDA. The position would act as a liaison between food banks, schools, grocers, restaurants, and nonprofit organizations. The new office would help farmers that have excess commodities find new distribution networks. The office would include personnel to deal with regulatory and marketing issues. Analysis. Dairy rejuvenated but oversupplied. A new analysis by Rabobank says the coronavirus pandemic has rejuvenated the dairy category as consumers globally turn back to trusted nutritious product. China is emphasizing a government recommendation to increase dairy intake, the report notes. Moreover, the market disruptions caused by the shutdown and food service are also easing, but Rabobank economists say excess supplies will continue for some time. During the lockdowns, processors diverted milk that would have gone to food service into products like butter, cheese, and powder. These inventories will remain elevated and will weigh on markets. Take note. The analysis expects retail sales to return more to normal, but says the lockdown may have been long enough to change some habits. Some segments of consumers may continue preparing more food at home on an ongoing basis. Here's today's He Said It. By the way, Chicken Little says, If anyone sees Henny Penny or Foxy Loxy, please let them know the sky hasn't fallen. That Pete Downs, president of Family Winemakers of California, in an open letter arguing that the California Department of Alcoholic Beverage Control is using the COVID-19 situation to enact rules, quote, without a full vetting and sufficient comments from industry and public. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Wednesday, June 17th, brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.